The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Main Street Vegan. I'm Victoria Moran, and I just love Wednesday afternoons. I used to like Wednesday afternoons because I would stand in the half-price ticket booth in Times Square and go to the Wednesday matinees. A Wednesday matinee of a Broadway show was a very interesting thing because it's some tourists and a lot of nursing home groups. I was there once for a show that had a dog in it, dog didn't really do much, but he was a cute dog. And just as we were coming back after the intermission, a lovely gentleman from one of the nursing home groups blurted out to the entire theater, that dog is a good actor. So I always think about Wednesday matinees. Now I go to Saturday and Sunday matinees because I'm with you on Wednesday afternoons and absolutely love it. If you are listening live today and want to give us a call, the number is 888 558-6489. I'll be talking at you for a few minutes here, and then I'll be bringing on my wonderful guest. I just love it when people come on the show whom I have met and whom I can tell you from my own heart are the real deal. And today's guest, Philip McCluskey, is just that. Philip lost a huge amount of weight. He has kept it off for several years, which I find more impressive than the losing part. And he is an all-round remarkable human being, not just about food, not just about weight loss, but about coming from the heart and soul and changing your life from where it really starts. Great, great guy. There was some news this week that has to do with vegans and vegetarians in a very positive light, and that is that some research came out suggesting that it's not just saturated fat and cholesterol that is a problem in meat, red meat in particular, that's what they were looking at, but that in the red meat, there is a substance called carnitine, which actually causes the plaques to stick to the arteries and lead to heart disease. Now, this is absolutely fascinating information because a lot of people are saying, oh, cholesterol is not that big a deal. Well, here is something that is that big a deal by anybody's book. So one more reason to lay off the burgers and switch to veggie burgers. But it is so interesting to look at our world and see that just because a substance exists, People like to use it to make money. And if you go to your local market or convenience store and look at some of the um, energy drinks, you will see carnitine has been added. Well, this is something that causes heart disease. 
but it was added because it exists. And if it exists, somebody might be able to make a buck. Very, very interesting. So going from the physical world to a more spiritual question, someone did email me through my website, although you can certainly email me here through uh, Unity Online Radio as well. But this email said, I listen to your show every week, and I love your guests, especially the ones who talk about animal rights. Now I'm curious about Unity, who sponsors your show. What's Unity all about? Well, I can't tell you what it's all about in this tiny amount of time, but I can tell you a little bit about what it's about. Unity started as a publishing company and a school. They used to call it Unity School of Christianity. The idea was that you would stay in your own religion, whatever that was, because they're all going the same place anyway, but you would use Unity's principles and publications to increase your 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 devotion, your own spiritual path, and to teach you positive ideas to use your mind to help you, as Albert Einstein said, I want to know God's thoughts. The rest is commentary. So it's this idea of aligning one's thoughts with with the highest thought. So Unity was founded back in the 1800s by this fascinating couple, Myrtle Fillmore and Charles Fillmore, Myrtle had been sick all her life. She had something like tuberculosis. It was chronic. And through mental and spiritual means, she healed herself. Now, her husband was very, very scientific. You know, he was not just going to say, oh, yeah, my wife did some voodoo and now she's fine. He wanted to find out what was going on. What had she done that changed things? So with a very, very open-minded look at what had happened with his wife, Charles started studying and meditating and found that he had the ability to go into very deep meditative states. They also studied um, yoga. They, they studied Eastern religions, which, you know, in the 1800s in Missouri, a lot of people weren't doing. And for that reason, they both became ardent vegetarians. Now, nobody knew about veganism then. It it didn't exist. I mean, some people may have been vegans by then, but nobody had given it a word. But they were ardent vegetarians. One of their sons was vice president of the World Vegetarian Union for some time. And they actually started a vegetarian restaurant in Kansas City. Now, it still exists at their headquarters in a suburb of Kansas City, actually where this uh, radio show comes from, our wonderful um, producer and um, engineer Jeff is sitting right there right now. And they have a place there. It's called the Unity Inn. It's no longer vegetarian, unfortunately, although they do have a vegetarian entree at every meal. The desserts are all vegetarian. But it is the longest running vegetarian restaurant, even though it's no longer vegetarian, in the country. So with Unity, it's not a vegetarian group If you went to a Unity church today, you'd probably be hard-pressed to find vegetarians. There'll be a few there. Um, Probably the minister will not be vegetarian, but they know the history. And many Unity people have kept Charles Fillmore's dietary philosophy, and others are just learning about it. And he was very, very adamant that the the psychic impressions of the pain and the death of these innocent beings went into the food and did not do us one bit of good. Now, unity beyond that little what I think many people in unity would say, oh, yes, you know, the founder, he had his quirks. There are five principles that unity people try to live by, and they are, number one, God is the source and creator of all. There is no other enduring power. God is good and present everywhere. Number two, we are spiritual beings created in God's image. The spirit of God lives within each person. Therefore, all people are inherently good. Three, we create our life experiences through our way of thinking. Four, there is power in affirmative prayer, which we believe increases our connection to God. And five, knowledge of these spiritual principles is not enough. We must live them. Pretty good principles, I think. So if you'd like to know more, you can certainly listen to other shows on Unity Online Radio. They're just all over the place, all the time, all kinds of interesting, fabulous hosts and guests. And also Unity's classic magazine, 
the Daily Word. It's a daily devotional for every day of the year. Do you know, I learned how to read from the Daily Word magazine. This is the truth. My my nanny, this woman who was hired to live with us and take care of me when I was a baby, and then she just stayed, and I ended up taking care of her when she was old. It was wonderful, wonderful connection. But this woman was in unity, and she would read her Daily Word every morning, and I was so fascinated by the large capital letter that started each of the little day's readings that I wanted to learn how to read. So she taught me how to read when I was three and a half. So there's a lot of history, a lot of history. So thank you for that question. I do appreciate it. Now, I am seeing that I have just been talking and talking, and it is time to go to a break and then come back with the wonderful treat of our guest for the day, Philip McCluskey. Stay with us. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. The announcer just gave my Twitter address, Victoria underscore Moran, M-O-R-A-N. And that is going to be important today. If you are listening live, you can either go to that Twitter address, Victoria underscore Moran, or you can call us at 888-558-6489. And our guest coming up, Philip McCluskey, is offering free copies of his ebook raw food smoothies and elixirs so give us a tweet give us a call with your question 
Now, just before I get started with Philip, I do want to make an announcement for anybody who's listening live or close to live about an event that's happening in Los Angeles on Sunday, April 14th. This was going to be a TED event, but it's no longer a TED event. They're calling it X-TED instead of TEDx. I was going to be a part of that, but then I decided it was a long way to go and my dog has not been feeling well. So I am not going to be part of this event, but it is going to be so fabulous. And I really encourage everybody to certainly attend if you're in Los Angeles. It's going to be at the Vortex Immersion Dome on Sunday the 14th, or it's going to be live streamed. And that website is new.livestream.com slash xted West Hollywood. Boy, that's long. I'm going to put that on my blog at MainStreetVegan.net so that if you're interested in listening to a live stream this Sunday about all sorts of interesting scientific and parapsychological kinds of things, Dr. Larry Dossie will be part of that, uh, Marilyn Schlitz, Marianne Williamson. So uh, do um, have a listen. It's a valuable thing. We talked about um, Charles Fillmore being a scientific type who was very open to things that he couldn't see or couldn't understand and it seems like maybe the TED people have been a little bit less open. But I don't know. I've heard it from the Los Angeles people's side and not from the TED side. And, of course, there's two sides to everything. Now we are going to get to something that only has one side, and that is how much I adore and admire our guest coming up. Philip McCluskey is a sought-after motivational speaker an author and a weight loss expert who inspires and educates thousands worldwide about the raw food lifestyle after he lost over 215 pounds naturally. Philip has made it his mission to spread hope and health to others. In addition to speaking all over the place, he's been on the CBS show, The Doctors. He's done Jack LaLanne commercials, and he's inspired over a million viewers who have followed his journey on YouTube. You've got to get to know Phil McCluskey. He is the co-founder of Vimergy.com, V-I-M-E-R-G-Y, which is a source of education support and the finest wild-crafted tonic herbs. He's the author of six books, including Healthy, Hot, and Energized Coaching Program, which is fabulous. And I believe, Mr. McCluskey, you are a newlywed. I am a newlywed, yes. Um, believe it or not, thanks for having me on your show, Victoria, and thanks for the great intro. Um, but uh, I was funny story. I was actually touring through Australia, uh, doing a lecture tour, and, and somebody had put together uh, a surprise birthday dinner, and uh, and it was on my birthday actually, and um, and that's when I I, I met this uh, beautiful young lady, Casey. And uh, it was a very quick whirlwind after that, and uh, now we're married. We've uh, combined our businesses together. We're in the same field. She's a nutritionist and a, and a, a health and life coach, and uh, it's been amazing. It's been perfect. Oh, that just sounds lovely. There is nothing like being in love. And before the <laughs> show started, we were talking about my being in love with my dog. I'm also in love with my husband very much, but... There's just something about being in love with a dog that, that's phenomenal. The other day I was having breakfast with Chloe Jo Davis. Some of our listeners know Chloe Jo because she has a very popular vegan website called girlygirlarmy.com. And she has two little boys, two under three, and she doesn't get sleep and she's tired and she's so happy. She's just phenomenally happy because she is in love with these babies. And I feel the same way about this dog. I am not an outdoor person. I thought, oh, when it stops being cold and wintry, I will like walking the dog. I don't like walking the dog ever. But he likes it so much that I'm just happy to do it. So I hope that you have the joy of um, loving a dog one day. Yeah, you know, I, I'd love to. Um, I, I've always wondered if I'd been a dog type of person or not. Um, but I didn't grow up with really any pets besides, you know, the odd hamster and, and goldfish and what have you. So, um, and so I thought I just would get one later on as I, you know, grew out of the house and stuff. But then after 
really finding my passion. Uh, one of the things that I, I discovered was I love traveling so much. And, uh, of course, having a pet usually doesn't fit so well with that um, when you like going away for long periods of time. But I do foresee myself in the future um, having that experience and, and being able to love a dog. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, it's fun. But, you know, loving is just fun. So that's cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, tell us your story. Your story is so inspiring. What did life used to be like for you? Well, um, pretty pretty difficult, to be honest with you, Victoria. Um, you know, for some reason, uh, you know, life started to slip by and I hadn't really paid attention or noticed it. Um, you know, one day I stepped on the scale and I was, you know, over 200 pounds and that was maybe in uh, uh, 11th grade in, in high school. And then next thing you know, it, I stepped on the scale and it was 300 pounds. And then before you know it, I was stepping on the scale and it was 400 pounds. And and, you know, of course, it wasn't a scale I could use in my house that didn't go high enough. The one in my doctor's office didn't go high enough. So I would have to get special permission to use a, a, a scale in the gastric bypass section of the hospital. Um, and I weighed myself. And I never forget the day, you know, it kind of just shocked me. And, and I don't know why it didn't hit any of the other times before. But when I stepped on that scale and saw it at 400 pounds, I knew that I was just basically I was dying fast, you know. There's not really any old, morbidly obese people, and, and, and that's what I was. I could put on 50 pounds in a year. I mean, I ate upwards of seven to 10,000 calories a day. Um, uh, I, was a size, um, I was a size 58 in, uh, in jeans and a size 5 extra large in my shirt, and, and pretty much I can only shop at one store. And I was already at the biggest size of clothing that, the, that they carried, so I really didn't know what was next. I mean, I, I literally tried over 30 different diets from doctors and therapists and nutritionists and hypnotists and, and every, uh, you know, packaged plan, frozen food, you know, Weight Watchers type of thing. And nothing could really, nothing really seemed to work. So I, I was running out of options. I, I tried exercising for an hour in the morning, then going to work and then going to the gym for an hour to hour and a half after work. And still I could only lose a little bit of of weight. I, I never really made the switch until I changed the food that I was eating. But overall, to answer your question, I mean, life was pretty hard. I mean, I, I lived uh, up one flight of stairs, and by the time I got home and walked that one flight of stairs, I was usually winded, sweating, and the most I could do at that point was usually just sit down on the couch. Um, I'd usually pick up fast food on the way home. I would literally rest the food on my stomach while I watched TV until I either fell asleep or until my body just, I guess I, I always say, I think of it like literally just shut down from eating. I mean, there's times where I'd wake up and I'd have a slice of pizza in my hand and my body was just so overwhelmed with the sheer amount, amount of food and, and work that I was making it do. It would just shut down. I mean, I could fall asleep in the middle of a sentence at times. So life was, life was pretty uh, difficult, as you can imagine. Um, just the day-to-day -day operations of moving and going and even bending over and tying my shoe, even walking from the house to the car, everything seemed like it was um, a bit of a struggle. Um, I couldn't fit anywhere. I couldn't do anything. I mean, even in the car, it was hard to sit. Um, until, I, you know, I, I started reading and I, I read about the idea of a, a vegan diet or a, a raw food diet or basically just fresh fruits and vegetables um, nuts and seeds. And, and for some reason, when I read that for the first time, it clicked, it, it, it made sense. And, and it shouldn't have made sense because I literally liked about four or five vegetables, generally all things that were toppings on top of my hamburger. So it, the thought for me being a vegan, um, was just really so far removed. And, um, and the thought of me being a raw vegan was almost, uh, you know, totally impractical. Um, but I did it anyway because I knew that I wasn't experiencing life. And, you know, I kind of had this thought in my mind. Um, you know, I, I guess it's from one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption. There's a line that says, get busy living or get busy dying. And I knew in that moment I really wasn't living. I wasn't living my full potential. I wasn't doing all the things that I always dreamt of as a kid. I wasn't exploring and discovering and traveling and and, and really like savoring life. And so I had to make the switch. And, and when I chose to make that switch, 
Um, everything went very fast after that. I mean, I lost half my body weight, 200 pounds in two years. Um, and that's when I really discovered how powerful food is and how much of a change, um, you know, just making that switch in my diet really affected because it not only helped me lose weight, um, you know, cut down my waistline, but it also changed every other area of my life from, from the job that I was doing to finding my purpose and my passion in life to improving relationships and improving, uh, you know, interaction with the opposite sex, my confidence, the way I felt about myself, spirituality. I mean, the list goes on and on. So I always think of it as really being the catalyst uh, for every other great thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, and it's funny because it really just started with changing uh, what I ate. Wow. Now, when this happened, you were about ready to get bypass surgery. Yeah, I. you know, I thought... I'd, I'd let the hopelessness cre- uh, really creep in at the time. I thought to myself, you know, I've tried over 30 different diets. Nothing worked. Um, maybe I'm destined to just be overweight, you know. And, and at the time, I really didn't have much reference. I'd say, you know, okay, there's some overweight people on TV that are morbidly obese, and they look happy. You know, maybe I'll just accept the way I am and just be happy. And I, and I tried to do that for a couple months, but it really felt like I was, giving up at that point. And, and so I was like, there's got to be something else. There's got to be something. And then I heard about the gastric bypass surgery where they're actually going and cutting you and you know, shrinking the size of your stomach. And, you know, people sometimes die on the table when getting it done and what have you. And uh, it was a scary thought, but I really didn't feel that I had many other choices because I, in my mind, I had tried everything. And this was, the, you know, the, the next best, best option. I mean, there was a time where I think Doctors would recommend you exercising and eating your fruits and vegetables, but that time seems like it's long come and gone because now it's kind of like, you know, doctor's recommendation would be to take, you know, either some sort of crazy liquid uh, chemical type diet program or get surgery. So here I am having a discussion with a doctor about the uh, what's really involved with this surgery, this really invasive surgery. Um, and then the mini surgeries after that, once you lose the weight that you have to have to remove the skin. And I thought that was my only option. And I had to go through about a month of tests to sort of satisfy my insurance company. I mean, overnight sleep apnea tests and, and lung tests and heart tests and the list just goes on and on. And finally I got approved by my insurance company. I was able to go ahead and have this procedure done and and, and I think that's when, right around that time, at the very last moment, uh, something inside me said no. And I and I knew that I must have missed something. I didn't even know what it was, though. I was like, listen, I've tried every diet. Like, there's nothing that I've missed, um, you know. And and that's when I kind of uh, started reading about this new way of life and, and made the switch. But I was this close to having the, the surgery done, and, and now I'm so grateful um, that I didn't because not only that, um, not only did I lose the weight anyway, but also the, the, the confidence and the, and the um, refinement of my will to really know that I can kind of, and that we all can overcome anything that's put in, in front of us. And, uh, and going through that and going through the process is what really feels like um, is the real prize. And, and uh, you know, of course, the weight is great and feeling good in my body is amazing, but um, building up that kind of... Uh, strength that, that I think I really didn't have as a, a younger guy and growing up in a single family house, um, I didn't really have and just kind of think that little wishy-washy as far as dieting and exercising, moving in life and my purpose and stuff like that. And once I was able to really get online and refine that and, and really look through my priorities and see where I wanted to be in life, then the rest just sort of happened naturally uh, and the weight just came off really on its own. And how did you hear about raw foods? It was interesting. I was reading um, uh, an article about um, uh, water fasting at the time. I had I had done a seven day water fasting. It was a pretty uh, amazing experience. And uh, these guys at the time had mentioned raw food, and, and I didn't really know what it was. I knew they weren't talking about sushi, but I knew it was uh, something. And so I just went online and googled it and found out about it, and then. Uh, started ordering tons of books from uh, Amazon and, and really getting into it and reading it and seeing other people's stories and testimonies and, you know, just kind of um, 
said, hey, if somebody else can do it, I can do it. It doesn't even matter that I weigh 400 pounds at the time. Um, if, if something is good for one person, it's good for all of us. And so I kind of just took on that approach. Uh, and it's interesting because me just literally looking at somebody else's before and after pictures saying, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And then watching myself literally go through the process of losing, you know, 215 pounds to then seeing that happen later on and other people write me and say, hey, Phil, I've never even talked to you before, but I've watched your YouTube videos and I've lost 100 pounds just watching videos, you know? Oh. It's kind of cool just to, <laughs> to see that circle, you know, and just say, hey, we can all kind of glean from each other's experience and and find and take what feels good for us and use it in our lives. And sometimes we don't even have to connect, you know, so you never know who's, who's sort of watching you and, and, and what you're doing in life. That That is so cool. And, you know, a lot of people would say, Okay, there, there are a million diets out there, and you find the one that sounds like the most difficult for any human being to embrace and stay with, but that's what works for you. How, how do you answer that? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, thought because, well, I guess, I guess I would go on to it by being looking at um, my personal nature. Like it's, it's, everybody's going to do things different. Like I, I literally went from eating, you know, like I said, upwards of 10,000 calories a day to 100% raw vegan overnight um, and stuck with that without even eating cooked food for five years straight. And, and that kind of, I think, feeds into a little bit of my personality and nature. Um, I tend to be a bit of an extremist by nature. So I, I either go for something or I don't. It tends to be not too much gray area. Um, it's either black or white. So I just made the decision. I said, okay, I'm not going to die anymore. I'm choosing to live. Uh, and if I'm going to choose to live, I'm going to choose to change every aspect of my life starting right now today. No more messing around. And, um, and so that was the switch. But I think overall it's not very practical because most people don't have that extreme drive or personality. Um, and usually take, a lot of my clients will find that they'll have better success taking things on a little bit at a time and working into a process of creating habits. So basically choosing healthful choices for yourself when going to eat every day becomes as natural as brushing your teeth in the morning. It doesn't feel like it's a struggle or it's difficult or it doesn't feel like you're on a diet. It's just your lifestyle. It becomes easy. It becomes part mm. of life. But for me, I knew that there couldn't be any great – I mean, I couldn't have like – kind of healthy chips or cookies in the house or a kind of health because then that would go into me just being a, a junk food vegan or something like that. I either had to make the switch or not. And for me, not, you know, I, I'm a real big, uh, I'm really big on out of sight, out of mind. So for me, not having those items in my house made it that much easier. So I literally went through my cupboard, cleaned every single thing out, that every single food out that wasn't serving me, all the condiments, all the fake sugary ketchups and this and that and all of that stuff and and I removed it and I just put in things that I could eat so although it was extreme and I didn't like very many foods I was so surprised to see how my taste buds changed after I removed the things out of my life that wasn't serving me so after I kind of lost the craving and the addiction for bread or the cravings for pasta or you know the things that I usually had a lot in my Italian upbringing after I sort of lost that I discovered that foods that I never liked before were appealing to me all of a sudden. I mean, the first time I tried kale, I thought it was terrible. And then next thing you know, three weeks, four weeks later, I'm eating kale salads and I love it. And first time I tried coconut, I thought it was terrible. And the next thing you know, having that and just realizing that the body can change and adjust so fast if we just give it some grace to grow and do its thing. And so although I switched to over it pretty quick and, um, was mainly having big, massive salads in the beginning. After a while, I started to like um, more fruits, more vegetables, and then you'd be hard-pressed to actually find something now that I don't like um, that's a fruit or vegetable. So it was amazing to see how things changed uh, despite the dramatic shift. Um, things things really became easier and easier, and the next thing you know, it. I mean, I was eating just a regular balanced diet. wasn't even eating big meals, um, going from eating upwards of five times a day um, when I was 400 pounds, um, generally down to two times a day. It's, it's a completely inspiring story. And we do have a question from someone on Twitter, but we're coming up to a break, so I'm going to hold on to that. If you have okay. a question for Philip, give us a call at 
888-646-6489 or tweet your question to Victoria underscore Moran. Philip will answer your question in the next segment and you will get a copy of his fabulous ebook, Raw Food Smoothies and Elixirs. Stay with us through these messages and we will be back with more Main Street Vegan right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Need support interrupting unhealthy patterns and building practices that support your potential? Visit www.servicetoself.com to join one of Freeman Michael's excellent online coaching programs. Again, that's www.servicetoself.com. Overcoming unhealthy patterns and becoming the you that you were born to be. The base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that Source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This conversation with Philip McCluskey is going so fast. You can find Philip at VimmerG.com. That's his store, his blog. Uh, Then there's a contact button if you want to be in touch directly or if you want to talk to him or ask him a question right now today, call us at 888-558-6489 or tweet me, Victoria underscore Moran, with your question for Philip. Also, here's another website. Get your pen poised. GetJuicyCleanse.com. Philip is doing a cleanse, a juice cleanse with folks. Tell us about that. Sure. So um, my wife and I, one of the first projects that we put together um, is we're both real big green juice lovers and fruit juice lovers, and and we love the idea of cleansing. That's one of the things that I did in the the first two years of switching over is, is I did a 100 day juice fast where I literally just had juice for a hundred days. And, um, I know it seems a little bit crazy. It does go along with my extreme nature by all means, but it was a, it was a pretty magical experience. And from then on, I've, uh, I've enjoyed cleansing and juicing. I've done 60 days and 30 days multiple times. And, and my wife uh, has as well. And we just really love incorporating that into our diet and our lifestyle. And so a lot of people have asked us over the years, um, to kind of put together a protocol. So if somebody wants to do a, a weekend cleanse, two or three days, or a seven-day or a 10-day cleanse, that they could have um, all the information, the training, the coaching, the know-how, and the recipes. And so we put together a, a beautiful program called Get Juicy Cleanse, where we actually give you audio and video support and recipes, um, and you can sort of create your own level of cleanse, whether it's going to be all juice or smoothies or a combination of both. Uh, so feel free to visit us there. We have a, we have an awesome community, and uh, we'd love to, to guide you through your next uh, cleanse or detox. Great. GetJuicyCleanse.com. And you may not remember this, but we met when you were on that 100-day juice cleanse. We that's, met at, that's right, up in Woodstock. Yeah. No, before Woodstock, uh, at Caravan of Dreams. That? Yeah, it was like 2006 right. or seven. And, and I wasn't eating anything at the you time. You weren't eating. We, we met for lunch. I ate. You drank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
awesome. I, I think I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and then oh you God, visited. When my husband and I were living in, in Woodstock, you came up with a friend and made us salads. <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, oh, great, uh, beautiful. Great time. Now, we do have a question from Lauren on Twitter. Lauren okay. is asking for advice for getting others in the family on board with the transition. Mm, great question. Thank you for that. You know, the number one uh, the number one answer to that that I find works more than anything, and, and I, I'm sure most of us are going to be like, well, I know that, but it's really true, is to just be an example. Um, so many times I've seen clients, um, you know, tell their kids they want them to eat certain foods, and then we'll go and eat other foods. Um, and then the kids see that, right? And so they're like, Mom, you want us to eat you know, our, our fruits and veg, but at the same time, I just saw you sneak whatever that was. Um, and it, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it, can, it can be a little bit of a case of do as I say, not as I do. Um, but it's really good when we're, we can be the example. And that's what's really going to make the shift. And, you know, my mom tried for so long. My mom's been making green smoothies literally for 15 years. I mean, before the craze, before any of this, I didn't even, I didn't even want to try green smoothies at the time. Um, and she would always try to convince me just because they're green. And I thought the idea is green, nasty, you know, but what kid wants green? Um, and, and of course now it's my life and my, and my career and everything that I love um, isn't that. But the second thing I'd probably say is what mom didn't do is make it fun. You know? So when, when working with your kids, a lot of times, Looking at a green smoothie doesn't look too appealing, especially if they're not a spinach lover or there's somebody who has any interest in that. But, you know, sometimes it could be um, putting in some fruit flavors. It could be putting in some pineapple or mango or blueberries or something like that into a smoothie and making it fun. Um, or, you know, could be a little bit of carob powder or chocolate if that's your thing. Um, again, making it fun. And also having those people in your family help you make it also um, was really helpful. So, again, working with kids and just, okay, come on in, put in the banana in the smoothie and put in this, and, and the banana's for this, and it's going to make you creamy, and it's finishes for this, and that's going to give you your nutrients. Kids like that. They're always learning. They always want to be a part of something. So when you give them an opportunity to be a part of something, you're more inclined to embrace it versus when, when mom or dad comes over and especially makes a big deal about it being healthy. Well, this is our gluten-free dairy-free, that's a lot to die, and you start listing out all this, that's like scary because to a kid that just means it's different, right? And it's, and it's something that, that, that mom's doing that we don't really know what the heck's going on or dad's doing, and we, we have no excitement about this. So by not making a big deal out of things and, um, and uh, really doing it and being an example is, is some of the best things you can do. So when we have family get-togethers, if we have, uh, instead of like a regular lasagna, we might like have a mock lasagna with zucchini. We don't say anything special about it. We just say, here's the, here's the uh, lasagna. And, you know, any of the kids that are on the table, just take it, put a scoop in, eat it. You know, if you don't mention that it's anything special, they'll just go ahead and eat it and enjoy it because it's real food and it's, you know, it activates the taste buds. I find, though, that whenever we make a big deal about something, um, kids especially will run the other way. So being an example and, and, and having people help out, that's definitely a good start. Mm, thank you. And you you make a killer lasagna, and you were kind enough to um, lend your recipe from your book. One of my favorite of your books, you have a lot of great books. You wrote The World's Sexiest Diet, and I love your little cookbook, Raw Food, Fast Food. And in that book, there is a recipe for grandma's lasagna, and you were kind enough to give that uh, to me for use in Main Street Vegan. It's so yeah. easy. It's so good. And, you know, nobody would ever say, ooh, it's raw. Where's the regatta? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just perfect. And, and the regatta is there. It's just made from nuts. So it's, pretty it's yummy. It's such a funny thing. It, it's, it's, such a, it's such a funny thing, Victoria. So many people, you know, when you first hear about this kind of a lifestyle or eating like this, they think I'm just eating carrots all day long. And, and that's it, just carrot sticks. And I'm like, I eat a decadent, you know, fun, exciting um, menu of food. I mean, they're like, you know, lasagna. How do you make that without having, you know, pasta? How do you make that with, you know, raw? And it's so amazing to see what's out there. I mean, when I first got started, in this, I, I think there was possibly one raw food bar that was in the market. 
And now there's restaurants uh, all throughout New York and LA and all throughout the world and juice bars and Rocky bars. So it's really starting to, to pick up and you, you can see such things as, you know, like you mentioned the lasagna in my book, but I mean, there's some of the things that you, you can go in restaurants in, in the city, you know, just where you're at and where I'm at all the time. Is, and I mean, it'll just blow your mind what you can make with just fruits and vegetables. So for those that really like to spend time in the kitchen, those that love to cook or, or love to bake, um, you can have a lot of fun in creating really, really tasty things um, that are healthy for you too. Yeah. And Lauren, thank you. Thank you for your question. You will be getting a copy of Philip's new ebook, Raw Food Smoothies and Elixirs. We've got about nine minutes left. So if anybody else wants a copy of that book, Call 888-558-6489 or tweet your question to Victoria underscore Moran, and I will pass it along to Philip. Now, Philip, I want to ask you about one of my pet topics, and that is yeah. sustained weight loss. Because, you know, I lost weight, too. Certainly didn't yeah. have the numbers that you did, although I think because I was a compulsive dieter as well as a compulsive eater, that if I had just yeah. stayed still and not done all those diets, <laughs> I would probably have been 400 pounds too. But I have kept off 65 pounds for almost 30 years, and I get so frustrated with television shows and that, and they'll bring on somebody who lost weight three months ago and go, oh, you look so great. Well, where's yeah. that person going to be next year? So what's your yeah. take on making this last forever? You know, it's a great question, Victoria. And I really had the epiphany about it, um, I think, at the end of my juice cleanse. is When I first started the juice cleanse, I weighed um, 260 pounds. And I had lost 55 pounds in the 100 days, so a little bit over a, um, a half a pound a day. And when I had finished the cleanse, um, I was at 205. And so I, I started to have this little, um, you know, mastermind session with myself. And I said, okay, the last, you know, the last thing I remember eating um, before this cleanse was what uh, a 260-pound man eats. That's the quantity. That's the size. That's the frequency. I now weigh 205 pounds. I have to choose to eat like a person who weighs 205 pounds. If I go back to the previous memory of what I ate before, when I weigh 260, I will probably weigh 260 again. So how can I make changes to now eat like the size I am? I don't need as much. I'm not as big. I, you know, I don't need as many calories. How can I make some changes? So it first started off with a bit of self-inquiry and really looking at what I wanted to, where I was heading, what direction I was going in, and how I was going to get there, and how I needed to do things differently. And I think that's where a lot of times people have issues with any kind of diet. You know, in my mind, diets are des destined for failure. It's a, it's a lifestyle change that makes a difference. So when people go into something, they're used to eating, we'll just say, say they have a standard American diet and they're eating pancakes or bacon and eggs in the morning. And then they say, okay, I'm going to go on this diet for X amount of time for the summer so I can get a bathing suit or for a wedding or what have you. And then when that time's up, they go back to eating the same food that made them the same weight before. So then it shouldn't come as any surprise when they are the same weight, if not more, after this dieting period or protocol has ended. Um, but that's the whole point behind leaving the idea of dieting and moving into a lifestyle. Lifestyle, like you said, is really the only way to make things sustainable. It's, it's to create something that's long-lived, not short-lived, that you're going to continue with forever. And for you to continue with something, you want to feel good doing it. So you have to make it fun. Anytime something feels like you're using a lot of willpower or it feels hard or there's a lot of struggle, generally those things don't last. But I look at it a little bit different way. Instead of willpower, which generally we connotate as being very hard and tough to do and a lot, you know, I'm more in line with um, what I just call aligning my will. So I write down my priorities of what I want to experience in my life, and health is at the number one because without health, all the rest fail. So, And then when I make any decisions after that, I make decisions based on the priorities of how I want my life to be, uh, how I want to live my life. And so when it comes time to eating something, I'll say, okay, um, am I hungry right now? Am I fulfilling my number one priority in life, which is creating a healthy body? Um, and, and that comes before maybe even spending time with my partner. Because again, if I'm not healthy, I'm not going to be very valuable to my partner. So I kind of created a priority tree for myself. 
and I reference that a lot, and that keeps my mental mind in check. And then when I look at myself emotionally, um, being somebody who, you know, I always joke around and say, like, I mastered emotional eating um, in my lectures and talks because, I mean, I had emotionally eat for every single reason under the sun, even when I was happy. And now I had to look at the way I processed information and processed emotions. And so if a stress comes up in a day, um, you know, am I going to replace that with food? Sometimes I do. Uh, sometimes I still do. But maybe if I am doing that, I'll have a large salad. Instead of in the past, it might have been a large pizza. Um, and so even though I might be choosing to eat out of emotions, I'm choosing something fairly balanced. But most of the time, I just like to sit there and have a moment of reflection and say, okay, am I really hungry right now? Am I doing what serves myself the best right now? Is this all part of my purpose? Am I really fulfilling the things that I want to in my life um, in this moment? Basically, am I stepping in the right direction still, or have I put my foot off into a different path? And, you know, I know a lot of times when people hear the answer to a question like this, they want to hear possibly calories and recipes and what to do and how to do it. But most of us, I think, overall know that. We know that probably having pancakes, bacon, eggs every single morning isn't the best option for us. But I like to look at the underneath, um, the underbelly to that question. It's really why we do the things we do, right? Why do we choose to overeat past the point of feeling full? Why do we choose to, you know, maybe eat until our stomach hurts or, in my case, until I would pass out? Why do we eat when emotion swings happen and we're feeling stressed in the day? Coming to some sort of balance um, with that is the biggest thing in my mind to keeping weight off. Being able to recognize um, and notice when those roadblocks or limiting beliefs or some of that negative self-talk comes up saying that we can't do this or we can't maintain the weight and eliminating that and really refocusing um, on what you want your outcome to be. That keeps me going. And, and of course, you know, the body takes care of its, the rest. Once you start to really love the body and have a clear mind and, and clear with your emotions and letting things flow a bit more, you recognize and say, hey, I'm not actually hungry right now. I don't need to eat. Or, you know, I don't need to eat just because it's noon and everybody else is having lunch. Or I can choose to eat what my body tells me to. Or whoever style of eating that you're interested in, you're able to use food for what it is. And that's, you know, basically to keep us alive and keep us healthy. Um, instead of being kind of the emergency blanket for every emotion or every kind of trigger that gets that gets triggered, um, and uh, and so it's eliminating the safety blanket. And when we do that, not only are we able to keep the weight off, but we're able to transform other areas of our lives because those tools and those skills that we're learning and using to sustain the weight are also skills and tools that we can use in every area of our life, from relationships to business to uh, your family, being with your partner, whatever that may be. You have so hit it there. When this way of life, whether you're opening up spiritually, whether you're changing your diet, it doesn't matter what comes first. It touches you somewhere. It touches you everywhere. It changes everything. Amazing. Yeah. And you're such yeah. an example. So check out Philip at getjuicycleanse.com. You want to do some cleansing this spring. Also, vimergy.com. Now, most of our listeners find us as a podcast after the fact through iTunes or at the Unity site. So I know you said you would give away up to five copies of your ebook. Could uh, yeah. we give a couple of those to the iPod listeners? Absolutely. Sounds oh, great. great. Okay. So you can just um, email whenever you um, are listening if you want a copy of Philip's book, and we would love to give that to you. Now, I'm going to ask my engineer here who has his head in his hands to tell me if I'm giving you the right email address. I think it is MainStreetVegan at UnityOnline.org. Okay. He's not telling me anything different. If that's a problem, I'll tell you next week how to reach me. This is this is terribly embarrassing. I have to remember the Unity Online email. I think it's Main Street Vegan at UnityOnline.org. I'm just going to pray that that's right. Now, Philip, we've got 50 seconds left. Tell us one final motivating thing. You are about the most inspirational person I know. <laughs> Um, thank you, Victoria. You know what? Just start where you are. Whatever the past story is that you've had, whatever you, you know, whatever narrative you've created about yourself. For me, it was I can't lose weight. My family's big. It's in my DNA. Whatever that happened to be, 
let it go. Now's the time to recreate yourself to fulfilling your life's purpose and doing everything that you were meant to do while you're here. And it is all possible. And uh, I believe in you. If you have any <laughs> questions, feel free to shoot me an email and I'll be happy to answer. Well, and, and believe me, he will answer you. This guy is the real deal. Thank you so much, Philip. Thanks to Unity Online Radio for hosting Main Street Vegan. And everybody, trust God. Eat your veggies. And we'll be back next week with more Main Street Vegan. All the best. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. The base of all life is the infinite wellspring of source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child. Trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive, Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you're seeking? Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? 
Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.